anything and everything. Do you ever wonder how to? Do you ever wonder why? About anything and everything. Then Doris is your guy. Anything and everything will open your mind. Anything and everything with Doris. Anything and everything with Doris is online. Remember. Remember. Anything and everything with Doris. You are listening to Anything and Everything with Doris podcast. This episode is brought to you by Affordable Creations VIP. Check us out on Facebook at Affordable Creations VIP. This episode is brought to you by WYSK Spark Radio, the spark of the South. Listen to hits from the 70s to now. Find it on Live 365 Spark Radio. Hello, everyone. I hope you've had a blessed week. Boy, the temperatures here dropped last night. We got to 37, but today our high will be like 53, and then tomorrow we'll start going back to the 60s, and by weekend we'll be in the 70s. I don't know how my northern family up there with their horrible, horrible cold storms up there. I don't know how y'all do it. God bless y'all. Well, we're in December. And I thought this would be a very interesting subject today for everyone. Many people begin the Christmas holidays by setting up a Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving. And I have heard people say that Christmas is a pagan holiday and the festivities behind it are pagan and you shouldn't do it. Well, today... We are going to find out why Christians decorate Christmas trees, where did they come from, and what do they represent. After all, Christmas is all about the birth of Jesus. It is true that evergreen plants were first used by pagan cultures to worship their false gods. The Romans worshipped their god Saturn, the Vikings worshipped their god Baldr, But did you know that German Christians like Martin Luther began using evergreen trees in the 1500s to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ? Martin Luther was an incredible preacher who stood up to the Catholic Church for biblical truths such as receiving salvation through faith and not by actions or works. It is believed he was the first person to use candles as lights on the Christmas tree, and that was as a tribute to God's creation of the stars. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 4-6, through 6, it says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now here is God telling us that Satan has blinded the minds of those who choose to reject Christ. 
God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness through the word of God, will shine in our hearts so that we give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God through Jesus Christ, who is the light of this world. God has the ability to turn darkness to light, such as taking an evil practice and using it for his glory. The evergreen tree represents the everlasting love of God and the everlasting life of those who follow Jesus Christ. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 17, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Here we are told that everything we do must be done in the name of our Lord, no matter what it is, and if we obey Him properly, everything will take on a brand new complexion. So, as Christians, when we decorate a tree for Christmas, we are not worshiping an idol or a false god. We are worshiping our Lord Jesus Christ. We are praising the birth of our Savior, who was sent to us as the light of this world. We also decorate the Christmas tree with beautiful ornaments. People look for the perfect ones that fit their tree. Did you know that ornaments represent the blessings in our lives? Just as our Christmas tree wouldn't be complete without beautiful ornaments, our lives wouldn't be complete without God's blessings. Everything we have is due to God loving us so much that He blesses us. Just as the ornaments are all different shapes and sizes that we picked for our tree, so are all blessings that we receive from God. God picks and chooses the right blessings for each of us so that it will be just right for us. It doesn't matter how much money you spend on them or if you make them all yourself, they represent your blessings from God. So the next time you decorate your tree, as you put on each ornament, think of a blessing that you have received from God. I expect that you will run out of ornaments before you run out of blessings that you've received from God. In Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 17, it says, Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he has given you. Did you know that each decoration and tradition has an important meaning behind it also? It isn't just the Christmas tree and ornaments that represent Jesus. Here are a few others that can remind you of the true meaning of Christmas. Baking cookies is a favorite tradition many families share. We use dough to roll and form cookies. We use cookie cutters to make them perfect and decorate them to beautify them. It's amazing how we can take an ordinary dough and create our own masterpieces. It's even more amazing how God can create us without any mold. He creates each one of us uniquely. He is the potter, and we are the clay, and He wants to mold us into His masterpieces. All we need to do is to be moldable by being willing to follow His lead. 
In Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 6, it says, Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. The wreath has its evergreen branches bent in a circle so that the ends touch, having no beginning or end. Just as there is no beginning or end of Jesus' eternal love for us, just as the wreath looks the same throughout and seems not to change, so his word will always be the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Just remember Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Did you know that the bell represents ringing out to guide lost sheep back to the fold, signifying that all of them are precious in the eyes of the Lord? Jesus is our shepherd, and he laid down his life for us so that we may spend eternity with him in heaven. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 12, it says, How do you think if a man has a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray. Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go into the mountains and seek that one which is gone astray? Everyone loves to receive gifts, but gifts started with the wise men. Jesus received gold, paying him tribute as a king, frankincense recognizing him as God, because back then that's how they honored God with the smoke of incense. And myrrh represented as a man that should die. Myrrh was used for embalming dead bodies. So these wise men saw this baby and knew that he is a king, a god, and that he would die for the sins of the world. We can find that in Matthew chapter 2 verse 11. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Even the outer wrapping of the gifts during Christmas have symbolic meaning. The bow ties our present with a beautiful ribbon, just as Jesus ties us Christians together in his love. We may not be in the same family, but we are all in the family of God. Jesus is the ribbon that binds us together. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 14, And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. The leaves on the holly represent the crown of thorns that were placed upon Jesus' head as he was being crucified. The berries symbolized the blood that he shed for us. Jesus endured criticism, excruciating pain, and embarrassment for us. He did all of that for us so that we could spend eternity with him in heaven. And you can read that in Matthew chapter 27 verses 29 to 31. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head, and a reed in his right hand, 
And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that, they had mocked him. They took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. The angel not only told Mary that she would give birth to a son, but it was also an angel that went to the shepherds and announced his birth. This was to signify that Jesus' birth was not just for the Jews or just for the rich, but for all people to be saved. In Luke chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, it says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The star is important because it was the guiding light that the wise men followed to find the Savior. God's word is now our guiding light to lead us to heaven if we follow him. Just remember Matthew chapter 2 verses 9 to 10. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Think of it like this. When a room is full of darkness, it is dark. And if you light a single match in the darkest room, it has light. There may be darkness, but the light overpowers it. We are the light. We need to be that single light in a world of darkness. We must share our light with the world so that the light increases. Just like it says in Matthew chapter 5 verses 14 through 16. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. There are so many symbols during Christmas that we could probably go on forever, but I would like to end with the candy cane. Legend has it that in the late 1800s, a candy maker wanted to make a candy that would symbolize the true meaning of Christmas. He started out with a stick of pure white to symbolize the virgin birth and the sinless nature of Jesus Christ. The hardiness of the candy was to represent Jesus as the solid rock the foundation of the church, and the firmness of the promises of God. The white stripes on the candy cane represent the purity of Christ. The small red stripes symbolize the affliction of Jesus before he hung on the cross. 
The large red stripes show the blood that Jesus shed for each of us on that cross that day. The shape of the candy cane was very important too. When you stand it up, it represents the shepherd's staff because Jesus is the good shepherd. And if you turn it upside down, you will recognize the letter J for the first letter of Jesus' name. So when you hang a candy cane on a tree this year, remember the sacrifice that Jesus suffered for each of us to be saved. Read Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Here's a poem written for the little children to remember that the reason for the season is Jesus. I wasn't able to find out who actually wrote this poem, but here's how the candy cane poem goes. Look at the candy cane. What do you see? Stripes that are red, like the blood shed for me. White is for my Savior, who's sinless and pure. J is for Jesus, my Lord, that's for sure. Turn it around, and a staff you will see. Jesus, my shepherd, was born for me. Now, whenever you go out and see all those beautiful decorations during Christmas time, you'll have a much better understanding of why these traditions are there. They are there to remind us that Christmas isn't about us receiving gifts. It's about the greatest gift of all that God gave us, His Son, Jesus Christ. Let us thank God for the blessing of His Son, Jesus. God, thank you for sending us Your Son, Jesus Christ, to us in order for us to be saved. We honor and praise You during this Christmas season with everything we do, and each decoration is done in your honor to remind us of all the blessings we received from you, and especially the most important one, your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us share what we have learned to lead others to you during this Christmas season. Amen. And now I'm going to end with a song called Christmas is Jesus by Go Kids Music. I hope you feel as blessed as I do every time I listen to it. God bless.
episode is brought to you by McNeese Construction. For when you need your site built right, McNeese Construction. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. And until we meet again, enjoy every day to its fullest. God bless. For comments or questions, you can reach us by email at yappy at post.com. Also, check us out on Twitter at Dorisi and our Facebook pages at Yappy Studio or Louisiana Entertainment Association. Anything and Everything with Doris is produced by Your Own Production Incorporated and comes out every week, so come on back. Feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed and iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Pod, and our favorite, Podbean. All links are found in our show notes below. Mm-hmm.